0: Hey everybody, it's Heavy Ham. I'm here to talk to you about how easy it is to use Anchor to get your podcast out there. These guys are amazing to work with. They get you set up on every platform imaginable. Just recently I got set up on Google and Spotify and my listeners are coming in like crazy. It's free to get you set up with sponsors Like the ad you're listening to right now is for Anchor, the people that I'm podcasting through. It's amazing. So check them out. Go to anchor.fm start to get started or download the app through the Google Play Store or the Apple iStore. It's Anchor. It's free and it's simple. Podcast today. I can't wait to hear it. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen, it's Heavy Ham. It has a, been a long three weeks. You have no idea how long I've been waiting to get back on the airwaves with you guys. I've been thinking about picking up the phone and doing a small recording just to give you guys a little bit of a tidbit of what I've been working on. And every time I picked it up, I had to set it down because I've been working on a lot of things. Um, one of which was getting a new studio up and going and new office center. So, um, we have less interruptions during this podcast. Uh, another thing I've been working on, a lot of different things have been going on. Um, when I last spoke with all of y'all, I, uh, said we were going to take a break from the extraterrestrial side of things. I still think that's in our best interest or in my best interest um, for the time being anyway but that doesn't mean we can't expo- explore the ancient um, ancient alien theory just a little bit um, not saying that's what we're going to jump into this time around uh, real quick Let's... Somebody is having a phone call coming, it sounds like a landline actually. It's kind of interesting. So let's real quick, I just wanted to uh, run a couple things by you guys. I found really fascinating over the course of us not talking. So, my uh, my launch site anchor has decided to do this lovely thing and uh, give me some details on my listeners, what they're into, where they're from. Not personal information, necessarily. You know, not super personal details. Just kind of to give me an idea of who's out there, who's listening, where they're from. And I uh, wanted to give a great big shout-out to all my listeners in California. Representing the West Coast out there. I love the fact that y'all are out there listening. I'm pretty sure it's a lot of my Shiners. I'm really hoping it is. <laughs> I know I have a great big sh- uh, representation of the Shiner, Shiner Nation out there in the California, especially the L.A., region out there, so I love the fact that y'all are tuning in and listening to what I'm talking about, Shine On, um, if you're not a Shiner and you're out there in the LA or the California region, or the Oak Dell, um, and you haven't heard of the Shiners, get your ass to a show, uh, we throw it down with the best of them your ears will your ears your body every molecule in your system will thank you for it and then you'll thank me check us out at www.shinertv.com. we just released a brand new music video Las Vegas um, dropped a brand new song moving on all over the uh, all over every uh, platform. You find it on Spotify, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, everywhere you can find uh, your digital music, it's out there. Um, so yeah, go check out Moonshine Bandits, they're an awesome group. If you live here in Utah, which I did find out that I have quite a few listeners here in Utah as well, um... Moonshine Bandits are coming to the Westerner along with J. Dom Crucifix and I um, can't remember the other guy's name uh, it was overtime he got re- he got bumped because I think he was doing an, he was trying to fit too m- many uh, uh, things in the schedule um, Matt Borden Matt Borden's the guy great music I actually didn't know of Matt Borden until I found out that Overtime wasn't doing the show, and then I saw Matt Borden's name on there. I was like, hmm, "I wonder who this guy is." So I checked out some of his music. Boom! Great music, a lot of great, good old boy songs. So uh, you know, if you're interested in checking out a great big bash that's going on at the Westner, tickets are ten bucks. You can pick them up either at the Western or at your local Smiths, through Smiths Ticks. Just tell them you're looking for tickets for Moonshine Bandits and tell them Heavy Ham sent you. Should be a lot of fun. Look for me. I'll be wearing my Shiner Cut. It says Shiner Nation worldwide on the back. Great big rockers. You can't miss me. All right. Now that we got that out of the way... I do want to also give a great big hand shout-out to England. England. I've got 4% of my listeners over there in England. I didn't even know my recording was reaching that far. That's huge. That is huge. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. My My podcast is reaching out of the country. Out of the country. Now, one thing I did find very interesting about... Um, This thing Is it not only gives you The countries and everything else um, It also gives you other planets Now so far No other planets are listening That's probably a good thing I'd be kind of alarmed If it's popped up and said Someone's listening to your podcast from Jupiter (laughs) But It's okay I'm glad that everybody's still on Earth Listening to it (laughs) You know, we have uh, people from Nevada, Virginia, Florida. 10% of people are. 10, 10% of my listeners are in Florida, so. Rock on, people. Rock on, Florida. I love. I, I've never been to Florida. I want to go. I want to go. More or less, I want to go to the part of Florida that's right there next to. Uh, right there next to Georgia. I don't so much want to go to. Uh, the key part of Florida. A lot of people are like, oh, I want to go to Florida because I want to see the Keys. Eh, no, not me. Not really. I want to go to the part of Florida that's like right there near the grungy part. Right right next to Georgia, you know? Because three reasons, okay? And this is going to sound really, this is going to sound really, really, um, really weird. Um, one, Damn good eating, from what I hear. Damn good music. And damn good booze. So, that's why. I don't want to go somewhere where there's going to be a lot of fucking tourists. I don't. I'm not that kind of person. I mean, I'm becoming a lot more sociable. I go to a lot more concerts. And I like to talk to people. Obviously, I'm here talking to you guys. But I'm not the kind of person that wants to be around tourist and bothered by the high price because of the tourism so I'd much rather be in a dive bar eating barbecue and drink and shine and so take me to where the real people are and I'd be just happy so that's kind of where I'd want to be and I'd probably fit in you know I've got my rebel reaper tattoo and my cracking cartel Hoodie on. By the way, Cracker Cartel hoodie sold at RedneckNations.com. Actually, I think you gotta type in RedneckNationClothing.com, but y'all should check it out. They got a lot of great clothing Um, made right here in the USA. I've had this hoodie now for five years, and you know a little bit of the threading is coming off of the kangaroo pouch, but. It's served me really well. Um, I have no complaints. The the lettering on the hoodie is still very readable and it is not frayed at all. It's not, you know, and I've put it through hell. I don't take care of my clothes. I'm very rough on it. I wear it every time I'm doing woodwork, every time I'm working out in the yard, playing with my big ass dog. So rednecknationclothing.com anytime you want some good quality clothing that's where I would recommend going Um, like I said everything's made here in the USA and check this they support a lot of the local groups that I support so check them out that'll be great so, today, today's topic, today's topic, I was watching a YouTube YouTuber that I watch eh, occasionally. I don't watch him a lot, but I do watch him occasionally. I've talked about him in the past. He's the one that had the opposing theory on Atlantis. Now, I've talked about Atlantis in the past, and I have to say that I've gone over some of the numbers on what video... what. Podcast you guys liked and I know that you guys have spoke out. I keep saying that you guys aren't speaking out. You guys aren't telling me what you guys want. You guys aren't saying what you guys want. But that's a lie. Okay? You guys might not be leaving me emails. You guys might not be leaving me messages. But the numbers don't lie. Okay? You guys are listening primarily to a certain Topic, you guys, listen, love the hell out of the mountain giants. You love the hell out of my Atlantis podcast. And, um, you know, there were certain episodes that got upwards of 10, 15 plays, and there were certain episodes that just didn't do too well, didn't get 10, or you know, they kind of sat down there on the low side, two or three plays. So, that's how you guys are telling me what you want to hear. So, without further ado, we're just going to jump into it. I am working on another way of Atlantis. Okay? Um, There was a new study put out where it kind of touches a little bit on each one of the cases for Atlantis where it could be. And get this. The first case most likely was my theory. Azora's. Um, This gentleman's case was number two. The Eye of the Sahara. So we're kind of right there. You know, right there at the top of the list. There's some other ones that are further down on the list, like Bimini. Yeah, I think everybody kind of knew Bimini was going to end up on the list. But I think back in, like, 99, 2000, that would have been kind of at the beginning of the list. But now it's down at number four. You know, um... South America is on there. So, I'm... You know, this is for another episode. I'm still exploring this. I'm going to link this up with a theory that I'm working on. Um, because there was... Proof... That was handed down through the generations... To Plato... That proved that... Um... Egypt was a civilization. That the Egypt was an Atlantean civilization. So, if I can find... The text from Plato. If I can find anything... Discerning or... Lending to that. Then... And I can find my other notebook that states that we were all, that there were multiple kingdoms fighting under the same flag, then I will begin my interweaving of my two favorite topics, and Atlantis will begin to take a much larger picture, a much larger theory. Um, But for today, how many of you, quick raise of hands, are religious. i give you a minute. I, for one, am not. And I don't want to lose any listeners because of that. Um, here's the thing. I was raised Catholic, okay? I was. I was raised Catholic. But then I was baptized Mormon and in trying to find some sense of meaning to religion because when you're raised one way then you're taught to believe an entirely different religion it messes with you completely it takes all of what you were once taught to believe and throws it completely on its head. So I took and I was like, "Hmm, something's not right here. One book is saying one thing. These guys are giving me a book that is contradicting it. But they still want me to read the book that is contradictory to the other. (laughs) Thus the conundrum begun. So, I, like a curious young lad that I was, began my quest for the truth. So I began researching, this is kind of where everything went awry because I began researching and researching began what my grandmother, or the lady that I referred to as my mom, because she raised me, my biological mother, really didn't, kind of threw her hands up in the air at a certain point and just kind of said, you know. So. My, gr- my mom, my grandmother, she, uh, she called it blasphemous at one point. But then she came around to understand when I explained to her, I had to know the truth. I had to find my own path, and I had to know for certain that what I was being taught, that what people were trying to sell me, wasn't going to make me a worse person than she understood. And that's when I became very open to the idea that there wasn't just one religion that was that was truthful. There wasn't any one religion it could be truthful. I started diving into ancient religions like um, how the Norse gods were and Viking religions and the Egyptian gods and goddesses and then the idea of a place like Shambhala, and Shangri-La became into my purview, into my sight, or sense of awareness, if you will. And that's really when things took off. I began to realize that some people refer to a place of peace as heaven. Some people refer to it as Shangri-La, and some cultures refer to it as Shambhala. People have a different name for it in just about every piece of the land and every culture What it refers to is a transcendence of oneself to pure happiness, and peace, and no pain. Now, there are cultures out there that believe that this can be found only after several lifetimes. In other words, you have to be reincarnated several times. And depending on how you live your life, you will be reincarnated either as a good person or as a free... And and reincarnation doesn't always take the place as a human. So you could be reincarnated as a dog and then be completely abused and mistreated. You'll be reincarnated as a fish and be caught the very next day and fried. Reincarnation in, the, the, in that belief, in that culture, takes on an entirely different meaning. And the goal in that belief is to not want to be reincarnated necessarily, but to be transcended. Does that make sense? So it's really to want to reach the point where you no longer are reincarnated but transcended and your reincarnation time on earth is over and you reach Shambhala or pure energy if you will and you no longer have to live out any more time on the, in this plane if that makes sense, okay so I once had a couple missionaries come to my house I live here in Utah I had a couple of missionaries come to my house and they sat and they said they gave their usual greeting hi, my name is Elder, blah blah um, and so on and so forth and I says, look I respect what you guys are doing But you're at the wrong house. I don't believe in what you guys are selling. For one, the book you guys study from, the book that you guys are preaching, is wrong. And I know for a fact that even the Bible, that most people read from, is significantly wrong. Therefore there's not a lot you can say to me that's going to make me believe otherwise and they said well we would love to hear your opinion if you'll give us a few minutes and speak with us we would love to speak with you i says you're not gonna like it but fine come in get a glass of water it's hot out let's have a talk and we sat down for a little bit. This, again, probably not my finest hour. But, they started talking. And for anybody who's ever sat down with a missionary, a Mormon missionary, I understand there's missionaries of all of different religions you know I think they call them different things for different religions but I do know that I say missionary and a lot of people are like oh well we have missionaries and they're not Mormons yeah I get it there's missionaries of different uh, religions so um, a Mormon missionary their first uh, the first and primary example of a true believer is Joseph Smith and they preach that like crazy And right out the gate, that is what they led with. And I was like, okay, stop. First of all, your message should be about Jesus, not Joseph Smith. As I already know the story of Joseph Smith, I know that he was a thief and a liar. And yes, he did find religion and changed his life but if you're going to lead with that that's a weak case at best okay they're like um okay I was like now you want to talk about Jesus let's talk about Jesus they're like okay well let's talk about Jesus then do you believe that there's a Jesus I was like I believe there was a man named Jesus yes I believe he was a son of God Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't believe that there is one God or I have a hard time buying that that thing, that story because I've all after all my homework and research I have subscribed to the theory and the belief that Religion was something that was thought of, was given to the people as a way to cling on to something, to, for lack of a better phrase, to control the people. It was given to the people so they would have something to cling on to but it was also a way for the for the powers that be to control them um I don't know if anybody out there has an original version of the bible but if you do kudos for you um if you don't I'm sorry for your ignorant faith um Let's see if I can pull it up on my computer, without having to... But, um... The... Problem I found, quite frequently, was that so much was missing out of the King James Version. See, the problem is, is it's the King James Version. The history behind the King James Version was that King James got his hands on it. And, um... Not only did he get his hands on the book, he also... Hands on the book. He also, I'm just looking for something. He also edited it, which is why it's called the King James Version. See if I can pull it up on this glorious website. If you guys haven't checked out Project Gutenberg, I really think you guys should. It is an amazing website. Tons of free old books. Um, which I thought was linked with my phone, but apparently I'm trying to find a book in my computer, which should have been linked with my library, but with my phone, but it's not, um, I have downloaded on my phone, the original book of Enoch, which if you're familiar with the book of Enoch, it literally means the book of angels. Um, that was deleted from the original Bible. Now, in the King James Version, in the original version, the original version didn't allow divorce. The original version had like four different books included in it that were deleted later on. The king... those books removed and it's hard to know if the king actually had them removed or if they were removed at the behest of the king and I know that sounds like me just saying the same thing over and over but in reality um, when Something is removed at the behest of the king. Yes, the king places the order, but... as we know that governments can work together, and it's very likely that... there are some strings pulled to make the king... place the order to have those texts removed. And we know that he wanted out of the marriage that he was in, so he placed. He may have, in order to edit the Bible to include certain things, he had to make a trade. Get rid of these books, we'll include this. And thus they were forever forgotten. And the stuff was included now, I don't know exactly what all was included aside from the divorce I'm not that scholar scholarly or well well read but um, I am certain of the divorce decree being allowed into the Bible um, it's been so long since I've actually read the Bible Um Front to back, and it's been so long since I've seen an actual version of the Bible to compare the two. Um, that being said, I kind of got off on a tangent from what I was actually talking about. Anybody who subscribes to the fact that Jesus is the only one that has ever been resurrected has not done a fish has not done an efficient job at their home at their homework or you know, is flying blind, basically. While I was watching this guy's video, um, this guy's video was based on a CIA document that was recently uh, declassified. It was actually declassified back in 2013, but it wasn't made available until 2016. And he just happened to stumble upon it because somebody told him about it. And he let all of us know what it was called so he could so we all could look it up I thought that was pretty cool Um, however it's not an actual CIA document that's the funny part it's an essay that was written actually a book because it's 287 pages I believe 284 pages was the original document it's called an essay So it's 284 original pages. Only 57 of these pages were actually documented or released. And here's the crazy thing. Normally, in the Freedom of Information at the library, from the CIA's webpage, when they release things, they will release some or all of the document. And they'll just redact stuff. They'll just, like, block certain items out, like names or locations, or they'll put a great big black blob in the middle of something. Um, now, this document, it actually states at the top and the bottom of the entire, um, each and every page, heavily sanitized. I'd say it's heavily sanitized, 284 pages to 57. There's not a single black spot on in this document. However, in one of the one of the pages and I'm just going off of his video I haven't even pulled it up. I downloaded it but I haven't pulled it up yet um, it says and I quote yes Vishnu came alive a man who lived through a cataclysm 70,000 years before our time actually 10 cataclysms ago now he is known as the Hindu god of ten resurrections from the waters. Osiris, too, was rediscovered. He was the Jesus of his time, a man of Egypt some 15,000 years ago. Noah smiled at us from the pages of the Epic of Gilgamesh. He actually was a Sumerian named. I have a hard time with this name, but it's y- Yutapitimish. Y- Yuta y- Yutapishtimin. Like I said, I probably slaughtered the hell out of that name. Yutapishtitim, who lived 6,500 years ago. The ark he built is more than legend. This right here is something. That I told the uh, missionaries that were in my house. I said Jesus was not the only one that was ever resurrected. I can prove it. I have researched that proves it. The Egyptians had. A son of one of their gods. Who was resurrected. Long before there was a Jesus. And before that. There was another resurrection, and another resurrection, and yet another resurrection. Jesus was not the first, and therefore, your story loses validity. It loses validity for the simple fact that for many years, they were selling a story ...that he was the only one. Now... ...if they were selling the story... ...that he was one of many... ...then... ...by all means... I'll chew, and I'll swallow. But that's not the story that they were telling. They were telling, He is the one and only son of the one and only God who lived, who died, who came back. It's not an original story. It's not an original end. And it sure as hell isn't an original beginning. Thus for, it has to be recreated from something that somebody learned. Question is, who told the story to who? And why was it traversed into just one God? Because we know the story of Osiris. Osiris, well, anybody who knows the story of ancient Egypt, ancient Egyptian knows who Osiris is. Osiris is the bastard son of Isis and Horus. Because Isis and Horus were brother and sister. So... Why did the Christians steal the story from the Egyptians? At that, why did the Egyptians steal the story from the people before them? Or, was it just simply a a story that was passed down and now... So many years, so many face into the future, we've forgotten that we need to pay homage to the ones that came before. And what transpired is if you look back to all these other religions... There were gods and goddesses. Gods and goddesses. Gods and goddesses. And now, and then, all of a sudden, there had to be one god. It was blasphemous. It was sacrilege if you believed in more than one. Where did... What happened? Where did the writing come from that said there has to be one God? Are we to believe that the writing came from God? Or did it come from a king? Did it come from an emperor trying to rid the world of the multi-god belief. It makes one wonder. It throws the entire religion hierarchy into question. Now, I'm not saying don't believe in what you believe. I'm a firm believer that (laughs) I'm a firm believer that you should have something to get you through the day. Even though I'm not religious. I believe that we are all here for a reason. And that in the end we will find out what that reason is, whether we've lived up to it, or whether we've totally fucked it up. That's what I believe. Um, I believe in heaven and hell. Uh, It's a very loaded question. I don't believe in heaven and hell in the sense of heaven and hell. In the traditional sense, um, I believe that angels could exist, such as demonic demons could exist, um, simply because I've been faced with both. Somebody once, at once asked me if I believed in life after death and that would be completely retarded if I said no. My wife has died and came back and I have died and came back. So for me to say that I don't believe in life after death would be retarded on my behalf. I cannot with convictions say I don't believe in life after death because here I stand or rather sit and talk to you after death um I will say however that um I had my near-death experience. It wasn't as glamorous as they say in the movies, or as fascinating as people make it sound. I certainly didn't see a bright white light. I didn't see. um, You know, I didn't see any dead relatives. Nothing like that. I. You know, and perhaps I'd remember more if I went under hypnosis. I don't know. I do remember some of what happened. I do, Um, and that was simply put, that there was darkness all around me, Um, the ground was, it was soft and moist, Um, I assume I was standing in some kind of water, I don't know, because I couldn't see. Um, I heard some disembodied voices, some of them sounded like they were calling to me, some sounded like they were screaming, I still have a hard time making out exactly what transpired during my time wherever I was, and then I remember this feeling of intense fear. Then, I remember feeling like I got thrown against a wall and then I woke up in the hospital. When I explain this to most people, they say, maybe you went to hell. Maybe I did. I haven't been the best person in my life. I've done my best. But maybe that wasn't good enough I don't know um, Maybe it's conversations like this That get me Over there into the darkness I don't know <laughs> Really don't know um, I don't know what my wife saw When she Well actually I do know what she saw She saw herself She actually had an out-of-body experience. It wasn't near-death. She had an out-of-body experience. She could see the doctors doing the operation on her. So it was an out-of-body experience. So there was that. And then she didn't remember anything after that. So... I don't, um, I'm not telling you guys not to believe in something, not to believe in what's out there, not to believe in... (laughs) side or the paranormal, or even the abnormal for that matter. I'm not telling you not to do that because I have no right in doing that. I am telling you, is don't be a sheep. You know, find your truth. If you're a sheep, you'll follow anyone or anything blindly. Ask questions. Don't be afraid of the answer. Don't be afraid to ask. It's the answer, even if it's not the one you want, that's going to lead you to the next question. We know that Jesus existed. There was a man named Jesus. We know that Osiris existed. There's documentation stating he existed. We also know that Vishnu existed. There's documentation backing that up. All these men have have been claimed to have died and there's documentation claiming that they have been brought back now I will state the obvious both Vishnu and Osiris come from cultures where resurrection takes on a whole nother meaning they could have been brought back in the form of reincarnation the only one that doesn't come from that culture is Jesus. Comes from a culture where resurrection literally means resurrection in the form of re-embodiment of the corpse. That's the part I think that most people have an issue with. Um, I wasn't there, none of us were Hard to say whether or not it happened But, whether or not it happened We all know that they all existed We all know that, you know It's a story that has been told and retold and told and retold. And it will be retold once we're all dust and ash in the ground. There will be another Savior or Messiah, whatever. And it won't be Jesus. It will be somebody else. There will be somebody just like me telling everybody else... There was somebody 20,000 years ago who was brought back by the all-seeing, all-knowing God. All we have to do is make it through the rest of our day accepting ourselves and those around us and remembering that life is worth living. Whether you're religious or not, whether you believe or not, it's not about the dates. It's about the dash. Make every moment count, everybody. I'm Heavy Ham. This has been HamCast for what goes bump in the night keeps you out of the woods I'll be there in the next episode we'll be talking more about the mountain giants are they Nephilim are they spirits are they simply just big ass monkeys we're gonna dive a hell of a lot deeper into this topic because you guys want it because you guys asked for it because that was a favorite topic of everybody on this channel I think it's worth a look and I'm hoping to get somebody on this channel that absolutely knows their shit so you stay tuned keep your eyes open keep your ears open and we'll be coming at you until next time Stay frosty, my friends. Welcome back, everybody. This is Heavy Ham, your beloved host of the Hamcast. Yesterday, I told you I wouldn't be doing another recording until Tuesday, but in light of everything I left you floating in, questioning your faith and the beloved faith of the world we live in, I wanted to give a follow-up recording, Um, not only because I felt... Hmm, Obligated sounds kind of dirty, but I felt... For lack of a better term, I felt obliged to share with you guys some tidbits of information uh, from some of the texts that I derive my inspiration and my facts from. Um, But Before we get into that, real quick, yesterday, um, while I was talking with you guys, I was doing something else. I took it upon myself to create a Facebook page for my listeners for my podcast. Um, So you can go to Facebook, type in at Hamcast, and it directs you directly to the Hamcast Facebook page. Keep in mind, we are still in the infancy stage. If you like the podcast and you want to share stories or accounts or encounters, whatever it is, you want to share some research that you have that could possibly lead me in a different direction with one of my theories, share it to that page or click the send email button if you don't want other people to see it and send it directly to the hamcast email. That is heavyhamusa at gmail.com. Now, without further ado, let's get right into this. So I like um books. Um Preferably books that you can touch and feel. However, a lot of the old text, um, it's either out of print or it's very hard to come by um, because of two reasons. One, it's from the 1800s, sometimes the 1700s, and a lot of those books that just didn't hold up over time and so unless somebody took the time to scan these documents in and put them into a digital archive before they were destroyed or withered then we don't have access to them and another problem we have is we just um, we lack the ability to go down to a lot of our local libraries and say, I want to see a book from the 1700s on Sumerian text or on ancient religion. Reason being is a lot of that stuff is considered taboo. Why is it considered taboo? Well, it's some quite simply put, um, they the masses as a whole don't want you diving into that topic. They don't want you finding out that there's more to it than just the one or just what you've been taught. Does that make sense? To anybody? Um, If you go through life hearing that your dad is or was a hero and that he lived this luxurious life and someone broke in and he gave his life for the good of the family and later on in life you find there's might be some holes to the story and you start digging, some of the family is going to push back and they're going to say just leave it alone, you know why do you want to go and dirty up You know, your dad, why do you want to go and slander your dad's name? Why do you want to dredge up the past? Why do you want to do this? There's going to be some resistance. And anytime there's resistance, there's going to be some burying of the story. That's what I'm talking about. Anytime somebody has the ability or the willingness to try to uncover the truth, there's going to be. people out there that are wanting to bury the truth okay so that being said I mentioned to you guys that Jesus was not the first um, first one to be resurrected the first savior Um, of that I want to dive a little just a touch deeper anybody know what Jesus translates to His actual name, Jesus of Nazareth, translates to light bearer or of light. Okay? It means of light. That's important. I'm going to explain why here in just a minute. Forgive me. I'm also looking at the book that I am going to be reading from. Okay So I'm just gonna and by the way, I will take pages for, also the reason I set up the Facebook pages so I could share links to some of the books and some of the pages and paragraphs of some of these pages on that um, on that Facebook page so you guys can actually see for yourself what I'm looking at and read it for yourself. Um, by all means, I don't want you guys to take my word for it. I want you guys to do your own research, do your own homework. So I'm going to be sharing links to the project Gutenberg, which is a free online, uh, library. And I'm going to be giving you guys the names of all the books that I've, that I've downloaded, that I've looked at. So you guys can come up with your own, your own conclusion. Um, Like it says on my Facebook page, everything we discuss on this channel is up for interpretation. It's drawn from conclusions and theories based on other people's conclusions and theories, but also based on actual fact that's put into, is done off of documentation from historical events and actual documentation from history. Um... What you guys choose to do with the information given to you, that's on you. If you guys choose to take it at face value and take it as I'm giving you the truth, so be it. If you guys choose to take what I'm giving you and add to it or subtract from it and do your own research, I implore you to do that. I invite you to do that. I want you to do that. That's what this channel is about, is just to kind of lay an egg in front of you and hope that you guys will try to make it hatch Um, I don't consider myself a scholar I'm not I was never I'm not well read in the scholar fact Um, I'm just a very curious mind and I don't consider myself an expert in anything I talk about so I'm always open for people to give me more ideas and give me more lead me in the direction of more opportunities for exploration. So, this is the time for everybody to have a voice. And I'm hoping I can use Facebook to give you that voice. Alright, so... I think here, this chapter is chapter 10. It's called, The Savior God and the Virgin Mother. Okay? It says... Think it is impossible not to see, however much in our however much in our pride of civilization, we think to jeer at the pettiness of tribal life, that these elder people perceived as a matter of fact and direct consciousness the redeeming presence within each unit member of the group of, a lar- of the larger life to which he belonged. This larger life was a reality, a presence to be felt and known, and whether he called it by the name of a totem animal, or by the name of a nature divinity, or by the name of some gracious human-limbed god, some Hercules, Mirtha, Addis, Orpheus, or what not, or even by the, by the great name of humanity itself, it was still in any case the Savior the living incarnate being by the realization of whose presence the little mortal could be lifted out of exile and error and death and suffering into splendor and life eternal. Now that right there, that entire part is very crucial to what I'm trying to get across to people. Hercules, Myrtha, Addis, Orpheus, there's a part in here that states that throughout time there's always been a divine person throughout history throughout every culture throughout every cult-like organization who has had several things in common, and I'm about to listen for you as per this book they have been born on or very near what would become known as our christmas day or the 361st day of the calendar okay so that's the first thing second thing they would have been born of a virgin mother or an immaculate death or an imma- sorry an immaculate birth third They would have been born in a cave or an underground dwelling. Fourth, they would have been taken out or killed by a power of evil. Next, after they were killed and buried, then they would have been reawoke or reanimated or resurrected. Then they would have spread their word shared their wisdom, taught their teachings far and wide, traveled great distance with one thing in common using no violence. The very next thing that is very much in common they would have their teachings would have lasted between the winter solstice and the spring solstice finally causing their eternal rest and the very f- the very final piece of this puzzle they would have always traveled with 12 followers giving us the 12 months now this is very this is very crucial it has existed as far back as time has existed Scholars, scientists, everyone alike can agree that Sumerian text is biblically accurate. But nobody really asks why. Um, Sumer is actually pronounced Shumer. And Shumer translated means the land of the watchers. Now the land of the watchers, that's very that's very vital because the land of the watchers. Watchers are what is referred to in the book of Enoch. And the book of Enoch calls the angels the watchers. Now Enoch translates to Watchers or Angels. Okay? Now, we all know Enoch is the book of the angels. Enochian text is angel text. So they refer to them as the Watchers in the Book of Enoch. Shumer is the land of the Watchers. In the Sumerian text, or the Shumerian text, it states that the, some of the Watchers left their post, landed in the land of Shumer, and mated with man, causing the all seeing creator or the King of the Watchers to become very angry. And it literally verifies the Book of Enoch. Now, what's very interesting about this is the exact same creation story of the Book of Shemer and the Book of Enoch can be said of Egypt. The creation story of Egypt almost emulates... The Book of Shumer. Now, I'm going to read this next chapter, this next paragraph for you guys. It is it impossible, I think? Not to see that the myriad worship of saviors all over the world, from China to Peru, can only be ascribed to the natural working of some such law of human and tribal psychology, from earliest times and in all races the same, springing up quite spontaneously and independently, and so far unaffected by the mere contagion of local tradition." To suppose that the devil, long before the advent of Christianity, put the idea into the heads of all these earlier folk, is really to pay too great a compliment to both the power of the ingenuity of his his satanic majesty, though the ingenuity with which the early church did itself suppress all information about these pre-Christian saviors. Almost rivals that which it credited, credited it, sorry, pre Christian saviors almost rivals that which it credited to Satan. And on the other hand, to suppose this marvelous and universal consent of belief to have sprung by mere contagion from one accidental source would seem equally far fetched and unlikely. Now, what this means. If we read, I want to read this one part again. To suppose that the devil, long before the advent of Christianity, put the idea into the heads of all these earlier folk, is really to pay too great a compliment to both both to the power and the ingenuity of the satanic majesty. Though the ingenuity with which the early church did itself suppress all information of the pre-Christian saviors almost rivals that which it credited to Satan. On the other hand, to suppose this marvelous and universal consent of belief to have sprung by a mere contagion from one accidental source would seem equally far-fetched and unlikely. Now what that means is if you believe... What I'm getting from this is if, to believe that magically the devil just popped out of nowhere and said if you eat that apple you will be you will uh, see all the things that are forbidden from you you will know of, you will know that you're naked, you will know you're man a woman, you will know of all the glories of earth, because that is the story of Adam and Eve. Supposedly the snake is the devil. Far-fetched story. How, however you look at it, that is a very far-fetched story. Um... then on the other hand it would not be as far-fetched to believe that the church itself suppressed all knowledge went out of its way to make sure that people forgot about the pre-Christian saviors and wanted to only teach of the one true God and I quote unquote true God and anybody who believed in the other gods were, conce- were conceived as um, demon worshippers or unholy and were sought after and killed the holy crusade See if I can find the other part that I wanted to read to you guys real quick. can't find the other part I wanted to read to you real quick. I will continue to look into this book, but it is with high regard that I do this research and it's not because I want to shed light on a fake religion or fake tr- or fake are or false gods. It's because I want you guys to see that there are more avenues out there than just being a blind sheep. This research is in fact leading us to a higher understanding of an awakening. Uh, In doing this research, I hope to better understand where the Atlanteans fit in, not only in ancient times, but in current times, as I believe that the Atlantean bloodline still runs current, and that they are still living Or their descendants are still living among us today. Um, Possibly could explain why we just miraculously came up with a new blood type out of the blue. Um, I believe it was the RH blood type, the RH negative or RH positive blood type. So, definitely something to look into. Yeah, it was the RH negative blood type. Um, You know, and it is considered the God gene. So, we just out of the blue, this DNA strain re-entered our purview, and it wasn't even, it just happened. There was some divine intervention, and it just happened, so I may be a little off on my understanding of where this comes into play, I may not. We'll never know until we get all the pictures or until we all reach a firm understanding of where things line up. But until then, I will keep plugging away at my research. When we pick this up again, hopefully my theory of Atlantis unfolds outside of the religion Angle, and we are able to explore the Eye of Sahara and the Azora Islands. I will be posting a link to the Azora Islands, more importantly, uh, Sao Miguel, which anybody is familiar with. Sao Miguel, I will also be posting a book entitled Island. I believe it's Isle of Magic, which is a very interesting read. I think everybody should take a look at it if you're very if you're interested in Atlantis at all. This uh, is a book that you should check out. It's what got me turned on to the entire thought that Atlantis may quite possibly be in the Azores, and it actually names all the islands that are out there so i'm heavy ham everybody y'all stay frosty remember whatever goes bump in the night keeps you up i'll be there